Aloha and welcome to The Joystick Show, a podcast where your three favorite friends from Hawaii get together to talk story about the latest things they've watched, read, or played in pop culture. I'm Thomas, one of the co's here, and if this is your first time, mahalo for spending some time with us. Before we go any further, though, I wanted to let you know that this episode is one of our classics, so the audio quality does not come close to our newest episodes. But we thought there was still so much fun, great laughs, and interesting takes in these episodes that we wanted to leave them up for you to enjoy. I highly encourage you to check out the latest episode for the best sounding show and to hear the latest news and reviews. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Enjoy. What up, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of Joystick Show, where every week four friends from high school get together and jump online and play a game. We talk about the latest news in pop culture, nerd culture, video games, comics, movies, shows, and so on. This is our first time that we're streaming live and have video as well, so let's get to it. Again, my name is Drake, and why don't you introduce yourself, squad? What's up, guys? Thomas here. Thanks for introducing us, Drake, coming live from Slam Diego. Let's do this. All right, Scotty. Next, Kobe. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> All right. Sorry, go, Scotty. Go, Scotty. Go. Okay. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Scott here. Um, coming in live from Oahu, Hawaii. Um, oh, way. Oh, the way. only guy that still lives in Hawaii. But that's cool. Hell, yes. Every time, every time. Yep, yep. So we're going back. We're going to play some Marvel Avengers. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Um, Between Hawkeye Episode 4, the Video Game Awards, which was crazy. Uh, There was a bunch of trailers that... And we're going into Spider-Man No Way Home this weekend, which is going to be sweet. Plus, uh, insane, absolutely insane Formula One finale in Abu Dhabi. So Mm. we'll let Drake Mm. take over that later on. So, yeah, man. Sick, sick. Well, did we want to get started? Well, since we're playing the Avengers, why don't we get started talking about episode four of the Hawk Eyeballs? <laughs> At least, yeah, he still has those, right? I mean, it's the ears that are kind of going, but the eyeballs are all good, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the body, yes. too. Like, the, those joints aren't looking too good. These days. <laughs> no. Yeah. But his eyes are yeah. just as sharp as ever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. As sharp as his tips. You can decide which Ooh. tips those are. USB tip. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't work out so well, huh? This this is the <laughs> one time the USB stick did not do what you would think it would do. But uh, yeah. yeah, anyways, yeah, save all that data. Uh, mm, I liked go. the fir- the thing that stood out to me was obviously Christmas themes. We've been talking about that for a couple weeks now, but. Uh, I love that they played Mele Kalikimaka at one point in time, bringing it back to Hawaii in general, and right. um, kind of Chee. all around. Chihipono. Chee. <laughs> uh, and then we got we got to see uh, you know uh, Hawkeye actually teach Kate some things where she's flicking that coin across the way and turning off the television. 
that yeah. was pretty fantastic. I love to see that. Um, Absolutely. Do you think someone's yeah. going to actually get knocked out by that? Yeah, hopefully moving <laughs> forward. Right. Yeah. Everyone's, that's all she does now. Flicks coins. <laughs> Dude, yes. that'd be awesome. <laughs> She's just like it, she like perfect to segue it. to bullseye. Like if bullseye ever <laughs> yeah. comes, it's like there's gonna be like a coin off. It's gonna be like literally <laughs> yeah. like I forgot what's the drinking game where you just flip coins into a cup. It's gonna be that, but just murder. Coin. I think it's called flip coin. Well, there you go. <laughs> that but you murder. Accidentally nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it kicks off of the episode. Jack is there, uh, Mr. Mustache himself, and then he puts a knife Mr. to... Mustache. Mr. Mustache, the swordsman, right? Mustache. He puts the knife or the sword to Clint's neck, and I was really hoping there would be some type of... I think it even gives more weight to the fact that maybe Jack is just some goofball that likes swords and doesn't necessarily know how to use them, but, mm. you know, we'll see... Uh, and then that dinner dinner table, it's Clint and Kate on one side of the table. It's Jack, and I never know what Kate, but she's sitting on Eleanor. I think it's Eleanor, right? Yeah, she's sitting Eleanor, on the other Eleanor. side of the table. And just that, it almost looked like a first date, you know, like when, <laughs> you know, like they, you see scenes in a movie and like the, the high school kids are on their first date, but he has to meet the parents. And like literally it's on the opposite, grilling him. That's kind of what it looked like. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. That was super fantastic. Like, go ahead, Cubs. I was gonna say, I just love Jack. Like, he's he is very just like goofy and like <laughs> carefree kind of guy. <laughs> he's so positive. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely, Sorry, absolutely. Yeah, he's just kind of fun. Like, yeah, he's just I don't know. I don't know. I just don't feel like he is. The, the ultimate bad guy. Maybe he mm. murdered his uncle, but like, I, I don't really think we're going to see more than that. I feel like he, yeah. like you said, Cobes, what was it? The, um, the red, red Rob, herring? red herring. Yes. I almost said red Robin. Shout out to the shakes. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for sponsors. Come on, head juice. Yum. right uh yeah Uh, and then you know what's kind of weird so then the next part was kate and then the mom dancing with jack and it was like i guess it was a sweet scene but it also kind of just felt weird to me i don't know did it feel that way to you guys it was very sinister in that sense like because that was the first time you really saw kate like like jack or smile because she saw her mom kind of happier than she's ever seen her mom obviously because her dad had died previously but Right. Interesting how they brought that up in terms of just the emotional roller coaster of Hawkeye as a whole, because you, you see kind of Kate having to go through my dad's dead, my mom's alone. There's this possibly sinister guy trying to oof my mom. And then <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum, you have Clint trying to get back home, trying to see his family, but then also trying to like hone the skills of this girl who could, you know, eventually take over for him. But you're also right. seeing a lot of that mental health trauma from all of the things that he's gone through, especially with Black Widow, et cetera. And then, you know, the big, big uh, reveal of Yelena towards the end, which we can talk about. But it's, yeah. it's the, the contrast is interesting. I, I really enjoy the fact that they're kind of getting into the deeper psyche of superheroes as a whole. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, yeah. I was surprised, though, that she was like enjoying that her mom was having a good time. Like, I thought even more so like her dancing 
or him dancing with the mom was going to make her like even more mad for some reason. I don't know. Um, right. Because she's like trying to like nail him with stuff. And he's like, oh, come on. Like, mm. I'm a nice guy. And then they start dancing and then she's like, all right, maybe he is a nice guy. And I'm like, I thought she would be like, you fucking like, don't, don't do that to my mom. my mom in front of me. Like, yeah, but she's like, I mean, he's kind of cool. And I'm like, oh, I did not expect that reaction. Right. Maybe that's what was off about it because it's all of a sudden like just because <laughs> You know, he's like making the mom smile. All of a sudden, she's on his side. Like that was kind of. Yeah. I think that was the only part in the sh- in that episode that kind of felt off, and maybe it was because of that reason. Yeah, that, that's right. pro- that could be it. Because I felt right. that way too. I yeah. didn't expect her to react that way. Right, right. And then, okay, so then we we get to the street. Clint gets out. Oh, you know, let's go. Well, I want to talk about this, Eleanor. Um, you know, Eleanor all of a sudden, like, full-on just threatens Clint out of nowhere. Like, oh, Natasha was pretty good at it, huh? And then it was like, ooh, damn, that's cold, you know? And then and then uh, really just, like, uh, you know, good doesn't cut it. And this kind of sense of, like, I got to protect my daughter. And that was just, I don't know, that was just, like, a deep kind of, like, sinister kind of cut. I don't know. That was I just, agree. like, shot to the heart. And she was to blame. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, she, went, yeah. She, yeah, she, 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 she knew what she was saying. Oh yeah, she was giving love a bad name. Uh, but yes, yeah. yeah, I was gonna finish that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I thought um, you were gonna finish it too. I, know, I was. <laughs> you don't know when to introduce she yourself. You don't finish the lyrics. Yeah, Come on, Cobes. She but. definitely knew what she was doing. Right, that's, like, that's why I stuttered. Yeah. I was like, wait, remix. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> I had a couple oh, I just of get questions. questions. For sure. One of the one of the questions was I wonder when they took that the bombshell bag from the uh, the person who got the arrows from the police station. Mm-hmm. Clint was like, We'll definitely give it back. So I'm wondering if that trope is gonna carry on through the rest of the episodes. And then when I look at Haley Steinfeld's face and I, and recognizing that she's Kate Bishop, like I wonder if they're ever gonna like put sunglasses on her right right like the comics or like the video games yeah so iconic that's why right yeah yeah that's a good point there um i saw on twitter there was like side-by-side stills of kind of comic accurate moments accurate accurate moments Uh, yeah i was like oh akura uh there's like comet akura moments but uh yeah like there was definitely some comic side-by-side stills that I saw, and they're doing a pretty good job of ripping some scenes right out of the comics, I guess. And, uh, yeah, it, it just seems like it's a matter of time. And I also wonder, that moment that you were talking about where she goes to the LARPers to, get, to retrieve the arrows, why didn't they just put the sunglasses on her? But, you know, um, yeah. maybe that's just a yeah. little bit too on the nose and maybe not not necessary with all the other references there because because they're jam-packing a lot of references in there between jack and and to your point drake the the arrows from uh from that cop apparently in the comics she was kind of a side hawkeye villain who was this bomber and that's why on the bag when she says oh my wife gave it to me and she even had it engraved says and it says bombshell i guess she was Mm -hmm. like an obscure villain or um, an obscure hawkeye villain right so will we see more connections there or are these just references for like the deep deep fans i I don't know Mm. yeah i didn't catch that 
Yeah, yeah. I only reason I caught it because I heard uh, I heard about it on on a YouTube video, which I was like, damn, okay, oh, okay. that's deep, deep, deep cuts. I thought that was just like that. an a- extra detail. Like this is my bag. It's, oh, it says right. bombshell on it. Yeah. But, you know, like it's yeah, customized. Yeah. Like that's yeah. made out of <laughs> alpaca leather. <laughs> yeah. Alpaca. Right. So yeah, that that interesting scene, and also the fact that she was so willing to probably put her job in jeopardy for Hawkeye just just because maybe he can give her some cool costume material. She's like, yeah, I'll break yeah. into the police uh, evidence room and pull out your arrows. and coke and, like... <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was weird. When it's like, she just blatantly said, like, do you think you can, like, break the rules, mainly the law, and, like, <laughs> just steal things from? And she's like, only if they help us with this LARPing thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> like... <laughs> Larping. It's like the police chief in the LARPing thing too. Like it's like <laughs> you never know. LARP could be like a Brooklyn Nine Nine situation. Right. They're like the only thing we break the rules for is LARPing, and we're yeah. fucking serious about. It. Yeah, man. That was, yeah, that was interesting. Okay, yeah. let's go. Yeah, so let's uh, let's maybe go back to some things that we actually enjoyed about it because there was there was a lot to enjoy about this episode. Oh, for sure. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, all those kind of weird little moments aside. Uh, you know, and then I forget where they go from there. So they get the arrows, and Clint figures out that he figures out where the watch is, right? Based on the tracker with his wife, who all, this whole time, uh, what's her name? Linda Cardellini. Uh, this whole time, she's just been Clint's wife. Like, we haven't really seen her have any other type of deeper cover. We haven't seen her be anything but just like a supportive wife. Hawkeye's wife and I take care of the kids and I maintain the house and this episode all of a sudden she randomly bursts into German and just starts like giving him hints about Jack and about the the company who's uh, laundering money for the tracksuits so it's really interesting all of a sudden they bust out that that German it's like okay the ongoing theory online is that she's this character Mockingbird and that Mockingbird was Mockingbird was an ex-shield agent who was retired and after hearing that, to me, I'm really, I feel like I'm on board with that theory. Because, I don't know, just her randomly bu- busting out into German just seems like, whoa, okay, you've, you've had two or three movies where you've been in and you've just been a housewife. Well, what's going on here? <laughs> right. <laughs> right? That, what's, yeah. the real, yeah. what's the real story here, woman? Right. That tracks, though. That tracks. You think I mean, so? You think no, yeah, how, I believe it. Yeah, how Marvel is trying to kind of expand with different things. Like, we've never really seen her, but she is kind of like that prototypical mom as a superhero type character you know what i mean right. moms are superheroes so why not just make it why not close the circle right yeah like why not just give her that title um yeah yeah it's just it was just interesting that was uh i mean and, and also like to be honest okay if two of us are married one fiance like it's you know what? What wife or girlfriend's gonna be like? Oh, cool! You're gonna go on a mission where you potentially like die and you get cop captured by mafiosas and they can beat you to death. Like, well, who's what wife's on board yeah. with that? You know, I don't know. <laughs> right. He's gonna protect the kids too, because how can Hawkeye trust his wife and kids to you know black oh. widow assassins if he doesn't trust? the wife can take care of the kids and, and herself. That's true. You know? That makes sense. So yeah. true. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Like she's, she's a badass in her own right, so. she ha- Yeah, she has to be. Yeah, I she's got to be, From right? that perspective, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so she's also Velma, so she knows how to solve <laughs> a mystery. She can Jinkies. solve crimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was Velma. Oh yeah. Yes, bro. The, oh damn. <laughs> Welcome to the club, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and actually, Freddie Prince Jr. was Lucky the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jay. Yep, definitely but, some Marvel connection. Before we get into Yelena, I, the one thing I think that the bombshell situation where she was like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm really witty to help Hawkeye. I think from the outside, uh, they did a really good job of building up what normal individuals citizens believe uh, heroes to be and how they essentially want to kind of like be them and help them and be a part of it but then as a hero you can see Hawkeye's side where he has you know essentially he's in pretty much despair 24 mm-hmm. 7 and he's just he's figuring it out and he's still pushing through and that perseverance factor of it um yeah. even in the face of all these other things and I don't know it's just Heroes are more than just, uh, you know, saving people. It's also being able to, like, put on face and bloody bloop bloop. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that you brought that up because, you know, the whole time they've been calling him a superhero. And it's so interesting because I don't think of Clint as a superhero. Like, I do think of him as a hero. And he does hang out with, like, super people. Well, I, I don't know. It just it always kind of felt weird hearing that. Because, like, to me, he's always felt like... I, I don't necessarily consider Batman a superhero, if that makes sense. Like, he's a hero, but he's still a man. And the fact that, you know, he can take a beating, and he does take a beating, and he bleeds like anybody else, to me, that doesn't... I don't know. Superhero, for me, has always been relegated to, like, a superman. Somebody who has powers, and he doesn't have powers. And I think that's show, the show is sh- showing that. But it's also, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, again, you know, maybe to make a Batman reference, like, his greatest power isn't his skills with an arrow. His greatest power is, like, his power to persevere, stay calm under pressure, to, yeah, maybe just that, like, stay calm under pressure. Because ultimately, I think with shooting an arrow or a gun or anything, like, you got to just stay focused, you know? And, like, he, oh, he just does, does that no matter what the situation is. I think that's oh, kind of the, the crazy part. Yeah. What's up? Sorry, I forgot this was a mega hive and I died. Oh, yeah, that's a bummer. All right, well, you can talk about since you uh, don't have a guy in, you can talk about what you thought about that. Hey. Uh, All right. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. 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 Not dying, you died there. So yeah. (laughs) Well, the good thing is you get to pull up your Hawkeye now, right? There you go. Hawkeye's there you go. Pretty, pretty well yeah, pull up that hot guy. Yeah. So, oh, any, Scott, you have anything to say about that? Just kind of Hawkeye as a character and, and what we kind of saw from him in this episode? Oh. Um, no, yeah. That's, um, all the things you guys said was great. I'm trying to <laughs> right. uh, recap the episode in my head right now. Right. Um, Oh, cool. the, yeah. We totally kind of skipped over the Christmas part. We like kind of touched on it and then we skipped it. Let's let's go back to that because it wasn't yeah, as cool as the bottle cap part was. It wasn't just yeah. the bottle cap. Yeah, I, yeah I, it, you know, it, I was, it was cool that they were trying to make like, you know, like she was trying to recapture that. Like, you, I know you're missing your family. Let's try and do that sort of thing. And um, it was a nice little moment. They had like a little montage of a scene where they were kind of like getting to know each other. It seems like. Um, 
building more of a relationship, kind of like that father daughter or Mr. Miyagi and um oh yeah that's a good reference yeah yeah yeah, I I know Drake mentioned that before and I'm seeing it more now um definitely like that so it's like she's breaking down his walls and he's he's starting to let her in and it's Mm -hmm. it's cool to see absolutely yeah yeah, I, I love the the bottle cap scene is a great scene just for the fact that it's like you'd think any normal person would it would take them a million tries, right? And obviously Clint could do it first try because he's just that badass. And then for her to get it even in three tries, you know, shows like she she's probably not that far off from being him, you know, and I thought that was a right. sweet little way of demonstrating her skill. You know, I was like, oh, wow, mm. she, she's, she's close by. And then, you know, bringing some favorite Christmas movies and the ugly sweater and her even, and the kids even saying in the beginning episodes, like, oh, we're going to do an ugly sweater movie night, right, Dad? And we're going to do gingerbread houses. And you can see them doing it in the background, you know, as, as, they, as he talks to the wife. And, and the fact that she brought the movie night to him was really kind of sweet and kind of a cool uh, touchback to one of those earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, a part of me was kind of surprised that Clint just like went with it at first because he was so averse to it. But the fact uh, that he was, you know, breaking down his walls and really accepting kind of the role um, in the whole situation was, I don't know, it, li- it lightened the whole mood. It made the Christmas scene feel more intimate and it made yeah. the rest of the show feel more uh, not only personable, but it, like I don't know. You felt more for it moving forward. Right. Like you can see in just that scene, you can already see how much bond they're forming. Right. Like it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. They really are becoming close. Like it's beyond, um, it's kind of beyond hero worship or um, what am I trying to say? Like master worship. Like, like, you know, Daniel saw with Mr. Miyagi at first was like, oh, you're badass, you know, but then it becomes more than that. Like, it's, it's like the scene in, in Karate Kid where, you know, Mr. Miyagi gives Daniel saw the car on his birthday, you know, mm. it's like, oh, I get it. Like, this is something that I know you'll cherish. And, you know, even though I'm kind of, you know, your master, your sensei, like we, we are becoming friends. Here's here's a token of, of my appreciation. And you, you right. get that Even that, well, um, how the episode starts out, um, they're sitting across the table, right? From after he, the, the mustache shows up with the sword and they all sit at the table. And then Kate's like, I mean, like, we're friends now. And like, oh, like, and then Oh, Clint's yeah, like, we're no, partners. We're yeah, we're partners. And he's, like, we're and he's like, oh, he tells me everything. He's like, I literally tell you nothing. Like, it was like this right, whole, right, like, right. just shutting her down. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, we're cool. And then it, seeing that scene later where they're like, he, it's like he's trying to fight it. But he's like, she's like, no, nah, I knew it. You're my friend. Like, it was, right. it was nice. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, man. And it was just great. It's just interesting because, like, there's sometimes where I do feel like she's way too over confident and then there's scenes where I don't feel like she's confident at all except well you know yeah I mean not really in herself in her skills definitely with like a bow and arrow she she definitely feels confident but you know um it kind of shows she is a little bit of she's also vulnerable in those moments and that's kind of what I got from that you know she's like how do you do this like this is amazing you know and there's a little bit of vulnerability in her character as well. And then, you know, then they go back to the place where he finds the watch and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's, you know, it's back to her being overconfident uh, and running into the building and he's like, holy crap, what are you doing? Like, this, this wasn't the plan, 
you know, but he's yeah. still kind of giving her more and more, you know, ways to be Hawkeye. Like, you know, you have to prioritize an exit over an entrance, you know, those kind mm-hmm. of things. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you guys want to go into the part where, um, where Kate, yeah, well, yeah, oh. we'll go where Kate goes into the room and then there's the oh, yeah. flashing lights. Yeah. I think that's a good place to kind of start that. Flashing lights. You don't remember? Yeah, remember that oh, was a silent oh, alarm, yes. right? Yeah, silent alarm, yeah. And she's she, like, what is she this? She quickly, like, putties them. Is like, I don't what's going on? And then Clint puts it together. He's like, those are silent alarms for people who are um, hearing impaired. Right. And then, yeah. yeah, and then Echo's behind her and just, like, starts fucking her up. Dude, jacks her up, throws the yeah. knives, like, doesn't matter. Yeah. She has the arrow, dodges it, like, just, yeah, you could tell, like, she's a pretty damn skilled fighter. And I love the fact that in, in the last week's episode, episode three, they kind of showcase the prosthetic leg, you know, like, for me, that's, that's pretty damn cool. Like, and it shows, like, regardless of that, um, it doesn't really stop her ability in combat. Like, she's just as skilled as them. Yeah. I thought that was, that's cool also, for me. yeah. Don't I, I'm glad that they didn't make it like a sword leg or some shit. You know how like uh, the Kingsman right. did. Oh, like yeah, yeah. She, she, just, yeah, yeah. she like she has a leg. Uh, she has like a prosthetic leg, but she it's like it's regular, but it's not like a crazy gun. You know what I mean? It's like, like something you'd yeah. see someone have in your yeah. real life. Yeah, but she's just right. badass with it, right? Exactly. Like exactly. if you're well, it's like the last episode, leg, just, it's gonna turn yeah. into a sword leg. You're like, God damn it! Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's gonna be so <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's only a matter of time. It's gonna be a machine gun like she's gonna jump up and just like oh man you're gonna be pissed man yeah it's it's yeah that's just not (laughs) inclusive you just need to make it you know can hear one leg just practice mma and you'll you can do what she can do so yeah right right yeah make it make it a little bit more accessible than kingsman but then again uh yeah i don't know if we're gonna see too though like but yeah it's awesome what you're saying though yeah right flakes (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Uh, wait, you, you know what? They already have the knife hand. I think it would be That's, a little yeah. bit too much with, with Razor Fist and Shang-Chi. I don't think we need another, like, knife appendage. Yeah, uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, like, Katana Dick is coming in here. Like, oh, shit, this is a crazy character. It's uh, Ryan Reynolds from Katana Wolverine. He, he literally fucks with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a master with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you can get on his cell phone plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does it all. Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, we get that scene. Kate is getting her ass kicked in the room, and then you kind of hear that Clint is also kind of getting demolished on the outside on the rooftop. And at first, I I didn't know... I, I didn't think it was uh, Yelena at first. I was like, huh, maybe mm-hmm. this is somebody from the tracksuits, or maybe this is Nazi or something. I don't uh, know. Well, but I, once he said, once he said, oh, she's out here. I was like, oh, dude, it's fucking Yelena. I didn't remember her name though. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think about that that moment? Does, what did you think about the suit and everything? Does he know she's Yel- <laughs> Yelena? Is her sister Black Widow's sister? Or does he just think, think so. she's a Black Widow assassin? Oh man, I'm I'm so happy you brought that up because he knew she was a black widow because of the widow's bite gauntlets. But but yeah, I I don't know if there was ever a moment in the movies where they would have met or if Black Widow uh, Natasha would have ever told Clint like I found my family when I was younger and we took down the Red Room. Like I, I don't I don't know if there was ever a meeting or an opportunity for them to have that conversation. 
but no. um, it was a, but it was a question. Knows Clint, though, right? I, yeah, yes. Boy, I remember they showed him. Um, what's her name? The Steinfeld lady. Uh, uh, Louis. Dr- uh, oh, uh, yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, Julia yeah. Louis Dreyfus. So her, her character's name was what? Val- Countess Valentina or some shit. Yeah, Valentina de Rossi, whatever. We're not gonna say Veep. the whole name because yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the Veep. She's the Veep. But at the at the she's end the of Veep. Black Widow, remember she shows Yelena the the dossier to assassinate Clint. Oh yes, that's true. Yeah. Right. Well, I I thought Yelena and uh, 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 what Black Widow had a conversation about. Oh, this is what Clint and I did here in Hungary or whatever. Right, and they did. They definitely did. So there's no doubt that Yelena knows Clint. I think that oh, the real question does mm, Clint right, know? Yeah, yeah. Does Clint know yeah. her? And yeah. and would that change between them if he does? You know, like uh, was he fighting to kill there, or was he fighting to uh, stop? You know, right. Uh, Even if he knew though that she had a sister, that could have very well been any Black Widow though, right? Like, it's not like she said anything in particular that um, right. stated that she was. Um, Scarlett Johansson, right? And and to go back to the Christmas scene where Clint's sitting in the chair talking to Kate, you know, he says like, "I just, you know, what was the best shot you ever took?" Well, it was the shot I didn't take, and he said, "I just had a feeling she wanted to get out," and so he knew what she wanted to get out from. It. So I'm assuming she, at some point she probably told him, "Hey, there's a lot more like me." Um, you know, I don't know where we're going to ever see them. So I'm assuming he knows what a Black Widow is, but just does he know the connection between her and, and Natasha? I think that yeah, that yeah. is going to be... The, that, that is kind of like the million-dollar question in some ways in this episode. Uh, you know, that it's just going to make a, a big difference, I think, for their relationship going forward. So, so one thing one I actually, actually want to bring up, bring up was... Uh, uh, do, do, I, thought I thought they were under the impression that there were no more Black Widows. Oh, where? Because remember, uh, remember, I thought when? Natasha and Clint thought they killed the guy that was training them all. Remember, they, they were like, oh, we destroyed the Red Room, we killed that guy. Right. But but I would assume Natasha knows there's also, like, the girls that she was in the program with were probably still mm-hmm. out there if they didn't die. Yeah. You mean in regards to Clint and his response to fighting a black widow cope i thought just like in general for some reason i i got the impression that they thought there were no more black widows until like yelena them showed up hmm. in black in, in the black widow movie oh oh hmm. interesting yeah i didn't catch to, that that could that could definitely be a possibility but um yeah i don't really remember that and i yeah i didn't that if it if they did mention it it didn't stand out to me so, yeah, because also in the movie, remember other Black Widows are hunting them in Budapest, right? So he, so Scar Joe does know that there's other Black Widows out there. And Yelena was on a mission with other Black Widows. Mm, mm, right. Yeah. So anyways, I think we could move on from that and just unless there's any other comments. But yeah, and then they have that really epic fight scene on the roof. <laughs> Uh, that fight you know, scene was really cool. Right. It's like a three-way fight scene. You know, Maya's doing her thing. Uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, Yelena is obviously kicking Clint's ass. He's To me, it just seemed like he was trying to defend himself. Uh, I really liked her mask. I thought it was super sick. It looked kind of like the Splinter mm-hmm. Cell mask. Yeah. That was, pretty, that was pretty dope. That's what I thought, too. 
Yeah. And then there's that moment where uh, Kate gets knocked off the side of the edge and Clint's holding on. And then they, you know, talk about like pulling on your heartstrings. They start playing the music from Endgame where Clint is holding on to Natasha off the edge of Vormir. And, you know, for the Soul Stone. And they're just like, oh, my gosh, you're going to do this to me? I'm just going to bring back all those memories. I, I just got over it, you know, and then he cuts her free and she lands on the lights. And, uh, yeah, so just a lot of good tie-ins, a lot of good callbacks in this episode. I really appreciated that. I mean, there was growth and progression of the story and also callback to these amazing moments through the MCU history. So I thought that was super mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Right. Yeah. It was a sweet episode. Sweet episode. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we, it ends, uh, with, Clint kind of telling Kate, like, you, you know, you're not cut out for this. We're not partners. I'm going to do this myself. Where do you guys think it goes from? Obviously, they need to come back, but how do they come back? Is it because of Kate? What do you think? Hmm. I think it's going to be because of Kate, you know, because she's, she's, like, not going to give up. I don't think, yeah. I think that's one of her, her defining traits, right? Yeah, for sure. She does it her yeah. way. He even comments on that, right? He's like, "Oh, it's not fair how like you just you're just you just act childish until you get the, get what you want." Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah. But uh, what's I wonder what's gonna make Clint soften up to kind of accept her, you know, again, and just be like, you know what, I I need you. I wonder if there's gonna be something that happens where he he will mm. need her to to finish the mission. A proud moment, I feel like. It's gonna be a right, proud like, boy. It's, it's gonna, gonna be a proud be boy. Coin, dude. It's well, it, it could be oh, a, it yeah. could be a callback to the coin. It could be something that he thinks that she can't do, and she outperforms his expectations to where he can say, "I feel comfortable giving the mantle." Right. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Because I mean, at some point, we we know just kind of through the marketing that they do get together and they kind of get, I guess, a little bit more comic accurate suits. Uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I think you guys are onto it. I, I have no idea how that's going to happen and how they're going to recomp. Right. Spider-Man's going to swing in and then he's going to be like, Hey, I know who you are. You like arrows. And then that's how it's going right. Go. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, oh, I think that brings up a good point. Do you think we'll see a direct... It is coming out oh. this Friday. Oh, sorry, would you say you... Do you think we'll see a what? Uh, a tie-in to Spider-Man No Way Home, since that Ooh. comes out this Friday, and we have episode five this week. Uh, I, I hope so, because, because that's great for marketing. Right. Do they really need more marketing, though? They're fucking. I mean, yeah, I know. They have a whole fucking theme park dedicated to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think they have sponsors coming out to them. But, I mean,. I mean, it just. At this point, and I think it's. It's kind of one of the coolest things. And. Marvel's going to have to face in the years to come is. Activity of the universe, right? Like everything in some way, like anytime Clint's in New York, you automatically are thinking, well, we know Spider-Man's there. Or, you know, if somebody happens to be a Wakanda, any character, it's like, well, where's Black Panther? You know, all those things are going to be, you know, they're not going to be able to get away from it. So I just wonder what the, where the tie-in's going to be and how they're going to tie it in. You know, uh, yeah, we just watched a movie 
Bullock and Vincent D'Onofrio was in it. And I was like telling Christina, like, do you remember uncle in episode three? And she's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, you know, uncle, he drops off Maya or he's like there to pick her up after her karate lesson. And she's like, no, I don't. Well, I was like, well, he's going to be uncle. And so I'm thinking that if anything, there should be a tie in there between, you know, the kingpin. So I, I hope that we get to see the kingpin before this, yeah. before the show ends. <clears throat> Hopefully that the kingpin, yeah, kingpin is, just is just standing, standing over, over his, his huge, huge desk, desk and he's like, like more, more sugar. Sugar. <laughs> sugar. Sugar. Water. <laughs> more sugar. I think Honey, that was Men in Black, but bomb. you might be right. You never know. Yeah. yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah. That's right. yeah, that was great, great. Yeah. So... Uh, so did you guys, um, yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, any last kind of comments on that? I think it was uh, by far one of my favorite episodes of the year. Uh, yeah, man, I, I know I was like, oh, I love WandaVision, I love Loki, and I did, but I really feel like I love this the most because we have a character that's been with us from the beginning, and and we, they're div- giving him some depth and caring about him and, and realizing, like, you know, his weakness is not, is not his skills, his weaknesses, is, is, is the emotions, is the mental. Yeah, yeah. Cool take. Agree. Agree. The humanity, the humanity makes, makes it all, all the more, more special, special, all the more, all the more intimate, intimate, easy, easy to, to kind, of, kind like, of like feel. feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys got anything, Scott and Cobes. Uh, we also had uh, the Game Awards this weekend which is pretty dope. Um, man, mad amount of trailer, trailers that dropped and some really cool stuff. Yeah, any, any standout? Uh, for uh, me, me, number one number standout, standout, Star Wars, Wars Eclipse. Eclipse. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that was like, like, like a action-adventure action game. game. Mm. Um, um, and then, and then, you know, multiple, multiple different, different pathways, pathways you can go, go through, through, much like, like um, the, last the last Jedi game, game but, but hopefully more open world, open world and, and less linear, linear with, with uh, invisible, invisible walls. walls. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope so. Man, the trailer in itself, I, I guess um, I'm not familiar with the studio, but the studio that made it is known. So sorry, I hope this isn't bursting your bubble, but I guess they are known for linear narrative, like linear story narratives. I don't know if that's the correct way or correct no, that's, no, that's, yeah. positioning to say it, but um, yeah, so I think they're known for that. And I, I think this is the biggest title that they've taken on to date. So it's going to be cool. I mean, that trailer looked super awesome. This is in the High Republic days, so this is mm-hmm. before the prequels, so we're actually getting to see Jedi yeah, at, you know, their peak. And so many times in movies and so many times in shows, and now actually be able to even play it, uh, you know, I'll take it. I think it looks, it's going to be pretty dope. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, Disney in itself is also going to do a animated series uh, the, high, the Republic, high republic right which is which gonna kind of be when when like you were, like talking, you were talking about, about the uh, republic, republic was at its highest, highest point, point Jedi's Jedi's were the, the most uh, you know best, best thing ever ever mm-hmm. so so should be should awesome be awesome yeah it should be great i know that they were also doing um you know uh on the on the side or 
how do I say this, like ongoing with this sh- game coming out and maybe the show, they're also doing a comic series that's kind of based around that too. And uh, the crazy thing about what's going on in Star Wars comics right now is that they have two publishers actually working on it. So obviously Disney owns Star Wars at the peak, but uh, yeah, comic publishers doing it. So I think Marvel is, is one of them and also Dark Horse. So it's kind of like uh, a pretty unique deal in the comic industry. From the online chatter, the comics are insane too. So that might be a cool thing to check out in the future. Yeah, I'm just really looking forward to more of the, um, I don't know, just the growth of the Star Wars. I, we're, you know, we're going back in time. I think this is going to be a great segue into reintroducing um, Knights of the Old Republic um, mm-hmm. and, you know, getting to a point where not a resurgence of Star Wars, but <clears throat> really getting down to the nitty gritty because we haven't really had a beginning portion, like a huge prequel prequel of why uh Jedi, how Jedi's came to be, or how um, you know the, the they got to power, were, right? Like, yeah, how man. they got to power, like the, 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 all those things are because essentially you're talking about uh, you know what you would consider pagan religions and things that would be closer to you know us as people because it's you know th- hundreds of thousands of years in the future in a galaxy far, far away. So um, mm. yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, man. That's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really sick. I can't wait, wait to see that. Yeah. What about, uh, were you guys able to uh, check out that trailer, Scott and Cubs? Um, yeah, it looks sick, I, dude. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, I'm trying well, to I die. wasn't really sure what was going on with the drummers and stuff, <laughs> and I didn't know it was going to be an action game based on the trailer. I kind of figured it was like an RPG, maybe. Yeah, right. that's what I thought, too. Yeah, well, they, you know, uh, yeah, Drake, you, yeah, you definitely knew more about it than I did, because um, all I saw was the trailer, and at, the trailer was absolutely badass. But uh, yeah, it doesn't really tell you a lot about what the game's going to be about. So I'm excited to hear more information about it, and hopefully see some gameplay early next year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. How did you find out it was a action um, adventure, Drake? Oh, through the magnificent machine of Google's. Oh, it's a good machine. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it Google went Maps over. Google Maps is the best. Yes. <laughs> so uh, one of the things is like, what is Star Wars Eclipse? It's an intricately branching action adventure game that can be experienced in many ways and puts the destinies of multiple playable characters in your hands, created in collaboration between Quantic Dream and Lucasfilm Games, is what this thing says. So, yeah, there's, I mean, the whole, there's tons of games that uh, I think really stood out. Alan Wake, the Future Horizon games, um... Yeah, there's just tons of games what coming did, out. I think in uh, oh, go for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What did you think about how do how do you guys feel about a Wonder Woman game? See, I was gonna talk about that too. I don't know, like um, the announcement sounds cool. I mean, if fucking Spider Man was good, and I'm excited for Wolverine, so um, I don't know. We'll, we'll right. see. It could be cool. Yeah, is it I the mean, same studio that did Spider Man no actually? Oh okay. No oh okay. I just heard. Yeah. This, I'm assuming it's going to be a solo game. You're just like Wonder Woman, right. and um, hopefully it's just done really well. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. I'm definitely interested to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, the announcement itself has got me interested. <clears throat> I mean, but, yeah. you know, as far as DC games goes, Arkham Knight, uh, Arkham Asylum, all that was was freaking awesome. And, and, you know, it's really cool. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's too hard to make Batman cool, but Wonder Woman's an interesting one. Like, how do you build uh, a whole game around that? I mean, she does have a sword, a shield, a lasso. Like, there's definitely that. But, you know, I think, I think the story's going to have to be really strong to kind of capture a, a lot of attention. Like, you know, there's going to be a lot of hype because obviously it's a premier DC character, but they're really going to yeah. have to bring their air game with the story, I think, on this one. Still, what if, what if they did it like a God of War? You know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's going to be like a girl, God of War. That could be, that, that could be sick. Dang, that like would be DC's tight. God of War. That, okay. That would be tight, you know. Well, that sounds fire. Yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. <laughs> Uh, but right I think on. the one game I'm super hyped for is um, the Suicide Squad. That Dude, was yeah. fun. Yes. And Flash is the main oh antagonist. I know. Oh, that was so cool, yeah. I don't He's know if like, that's uh, just like one of the villains, right? Or wh- something? Like yeah, why don't just... you uh, mail me the bullet? <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh my I God, I love that line. I'm I was dick. like, damn. <laughs> I was like savage right there, like uh, man, yeah. Um, by far one of Dude, the games I'm looking forward to look the most. So fun to play. Yes. Yeah, like, absolutely. They all look really cool. They all look like they have interesting things to bring, and um, it looks like um, I didn't think Captain Boomerang was going to be a speedster, but it looks like he's going to be the speedster in that game. So that yeah. looks pretty sick. Or like the or he yeah like definitely speedster and also kind of shifty like he almost has that teleportation with the boomerangs which was super yeah. dope and it just looks so cool because you know wherever the wherever the boomerang went that's kind of how he went it kind of looked like and there was definitely a lot of comparisons to this game Marvel's Avengers because it kind of looks like they looked at this and said huh what. What was all the bad things they did? Okay, I'm going to fix all that. And that's really what it looks like. I mean, you know, destructive environments. um, Traversal looks amazing in all the characters. Action looks smooth as hell. Like, all of that looks super, super dope. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm fired up about it. Um, Yeah, Captain Boomerang and King Shark. Right. Do you you think it'll be like this where there's kind of one-off missions, or do you think it's going to be all kind of multiplayer story? I feel like it's going to be like a a co-op linear storyline. Okay. Um, yeah, like like I feel like it's going to be a good story to tell and then um what's that? It's like so it's like that game. I haven't played the game, but that game it takes two, like one game of the year. And mm-hmm. um it's a co-op driven game and that oh, one's yeah, pretty that linear. So it's like yeah. you follow uh I just picked it up, so I'm 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 looking forward to playing it. But um yeah, like, you, you follow a story they're telling, but you need, like, it's better to, well, that game, you need two people to you play. You need two people, um, yeah. Yeah, which is cool. If you pick that game up, um, you can, like, your friend can play for free. They just download the free version, and oh, um, they wow. can play with you. But um, this game looks like it was designed for multiplayer, and the, I assume the story's going to have to be pretty linear. Um, yeah. Well, less, it, like, less like Borderlands. Yeah. More like uh, Arkham Asylum, but with a mixture of Borderlands and this game, maybe. I wonder Anything. if there'll be puzzles in there to solve too as a squad. That'd be interesting. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be sweet. For, for yeah, for all the people who have significant others who don't play video games, it takes two is a great segue into getting them involved in video gaming. 
Mm. Are you playing that with like a laundry or something? No, I actually play that with Matt's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> just playing. Just staring at <laughs> Yeah, sorry, you Matt. You have a significant other. Great game. Did you play with your significant other? No, I played with my friend's kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, for sure. Uh, that's so funny, That's so funny. That's classic. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What is a GTFO? That sounds silly to say out loud. but uh, that's, I, a, that's a Kobe thing. Oh, Kobe. Take oh, it away, man. Yeah, yeah. I've seen oh, trailer oh. for this, yeah. Yeah. So Tell us like, about um, it, man. It's a very tactical game like you're you're going into this mine that's been infested by aliens and you have to be like really sneaky because you only have limited ammo um you mm. need to like pick what equipment you bring in there and depending on what equipment you even bring down there will determine like what you can um what doors you can open what kind of like things you can access and yeah basically you're trying to get to like the end of the level without like um Basically without dying, but like when hordes come, it, it's kind of crazy. Like, hmm. I think I think we would definitely like that game if it was on PS5 or something, dude. Yeah, it looks right. like a Steam game, fun. though, huh? Yeah, it's Steam right now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you can you tell everybody what or even me what what's Steam about that's different than Twitch or YouTube gaming or something like that? Is it just oh, kind of the same? Steam is more of um, a platform for just buying and selling games. Um, so a lot of developers will just put their game up on Steam so that it's like a, it's all in one digital store kind of thing. Got but it. They, Val, Valve will also kind of like make their, or um, yeah, make, develop their own games every once in a while. So like Dota was a big game that they were doing. Um, Half-Life is from them. Mm. So Counter-Strike and stuff. Oh, okay. Right on, man. Nice. That be that sounds pretty sick. Um, is that something that we would be able to get on PlayStation? Right now, no. It's only on computer, which kind of sucks because it is a very fun game. Like um, the the aliens are kind of like sleeping. Uh, they they get attracted by noise, so you kind of have to sneak around. And because you have limited ammo, if you do get into firefights, sometimes like um, you can go, you can have like one or two big firefights and then have no ammo for the rest of the the level kind of thing and then you're just kind of like wow if it does like <laughs> damn get to that point well that sounds crazy is that a multiplayer game or yeah multi- <laughs> it's like a four person multiplayer game wow right on man oh that could be interesting that like that, that sounds like that a played yeah that sounds like a must for us yeah dude like um it definitely has some uh world war z vibes to it because there's was there different classes it's been a while since i played it uh, it's been a while since I could it'd be interesting though if if we were on chat in the game in GTFO and then like if we talk too loud it'll alert the peoples the aliens oh, oh. that would cool. be crazy be cool. yeah. we just we just have to whisper hey Kobe get over here cause I wanna just have to pop, 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 pop. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared are you like brick that'd be awesome uh yeah all right so the other one was arc raiders nightingale and alan wake 2 uh yeah yeah. take it away i i know nothing about these games arc raiders look pretty cool but it looks like a three person um setup oh sweet so i just get to talk and watch you guys play hell yeah yeah. 
<laughs> We've been trying to get a game like that for a while now, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan Wake, I know, is like a scary type uh, Resident Evil type situation, but uh, I think a vaster, larger kind of um, cinematic scenery and um, levels, etc. Um, mm. And Horizon's just a, a, a carryover from the original Horizon, which I think won Game of the Year at one point in time. And oh, then wow. they're just expanding upon it. You can go in the ocean. You can go in the sky. There's other places you can go to. There's more, Whoa. you know, m- mechanical monsters like a snake and things of the such. So it's just if you like kind of like that that mecha, you know, technical, uh, futuristic, but yet not futuristic type situation. That's yeah. that's the game that you want to get into for sure. Right on, man. Yeah, I, I tried to get into the original Horizon Zero Dawn or something like that, and uh, really interesting story. I liked kind of the idea, like this futuristic meets kind of like prehistoric setting. But mm. uh, yeah, like it. Maybe I, I should have gave it a little bit more of a chance. It, it just didn't really catch my attention in the beginning, and it's kind of a long tutorial to kind of teach you how to play the game. Which is cool, but um, I kind of just felt a little bit uh, bored in the beginning trying to get through that. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? It could be pretty awesome. And I heard, yeah, Alan Wake, um, yeah, I saw some images of it. I didn't really see the trailer or anything, but it does look creepy as hell, so that looks interesting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Halo, the TV series. Halo, the TV series. I'm glad you brought that up. Looks insane. Coming out on Paramount Plus next year. But they did it. I I feel like they've done so much like shorts on YouTube or they've done like HBO kind of stuff. And it's it's been a long time coming. So for me, it better be it better be legit as fudge in terms of the graphics. You better Mm -hmm. have a great storyline that we haven't already seen. Right. Um, Like the expectation is so high because there's been so much renditions. It's like. Dude, it'd be cool if they just did like an Origins, like the first book. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, something. yeah. That'd be right. cool. If they went off the books, which, that'd be fantastic because the books are awesome. Right. Which, which I think it could be going that direction because a lot in the trailer, you can kind of see some kids and the kids have shaved heads and stuff. So you can tell like they're in some type of military program. Right. And that's kind of how those books kind of go along and follow master chief right scott i mean it's the fact that you know they're chosen as kids because they and i think we've already talked about this a little bit but because they demonstrate particular skills or knowledge in certain areas and so yeah yeah i mean i'm to be honest like didn't think looked that great was the master chief's uniform itself everything else looked amazing uh the ships looked cool the scenery looked awesome all those special effects look really tight i'm just curious to see how they can make master chief run around and make him look strong and fast and and all that so yeah you guys don't remember those halo 3 um youtube shorts before it came out yeah i don't remind me it was like the it was it, it was always like interviews of people after the war and it'd be like a human but oh yeah i was I was in this situation and like Master Chief came and saved us kind of thing. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I do remember those being good. Uh, Pablo Schreiber is Master Chief. Right. And I've heard he's a pretty good actor, but I don't really know what he's from. uh, uh, Let me um, let me get you his uh, IMDb. Right. 
Yeah, so pretty interesting. What was your guys' take on it? Besides the fact that at the end, that theme song, Scott, can you give us the theme song really quick? (laughs) Beautiful. Nice. It sounded great. It just cut out halfway through the middle, so... um, That's the newer version. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I thought I was just becoming Clint for a second. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The things you would have seen him in. Do you remember watching um, 13 Hours with John Krasinski? Yep. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, Army Ranger guy. Oh, tight. Or he's in Den of Thieves with Max Holloway, Hawaii rep all day. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. All right, so he's cool. got some good creds. He's got some good yeah. creds. Yeah. Who's he in Den of Thieves? He was a main antagonist he was the one who tried to set up everything and then um uh, uh ice cube's son is the one who was kind of like talking to him etc cetera, etc cetera. so he was like the main planner of the the thieving even though he was oh, the one who I gotta was go getting back and look. yeah 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 I gotta take a look at his picture oh what happened that... Oh, we beat it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you three won. I died like 40 minutes ago, so. <laughs> what? You didn't you okay. character? I did, and then she died. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Should right. we try someone else then? Or yeah, maybe we, maybe we do the, uh, um, the boss battle or whatever for the DNA keys, the daily kind of okay. boss missions. Yeah, for Let's sure. Do it. Well, you know, there's not too many uh, conversations left for us. Um, we... We have uh, The Witcher Season 2 that's coming out, which yeah. is coming out. Yeah. Is it coming out this year? <clears throat> is it this December? December? Oh, yeah, this, yeah. Friday. this Friday. Yeah. Wow. All right. What did you guys think about the first season? I liked it. Do you want to elaborate? I will on? elaborate. I liked it. Oh, cool. It's uh, pretty good. uh, We really value Scott's um, opinions here on this podcast. (laughs) Wait, wait. It's um, it had a lot of the stories stories from. Oh shit! Is this the one? Yeah, the Last Wish. So I believe the Last Wish was written last in the Witcher book series. I might be wrong, but I think this is right. Right. <clears throat> Written last, but it's a prequel. So it's like a, a bunch of stories that kind of are connected and disconnected. And um, a lot of the stories that were in the series were in this. They, in, I know a lot of things people had to say about the first season was... Um, it was hard to tell, and I had a hard time too, telling one was like they were doing like a flashback or like an older story, like when things took place. And then when you notice certain characters were still alive or something, you're like, okay, this must have been earlier. But um, after I watched season one, I went and listened to this book, and um, there's a lot of the same, same stories in there. And I think one of the stories that, or a couple of the stories that are in this book are going to bleed over into... Um, season two, it looked like one of these like Beauty and the Beast type storylines are gonna be in season two, and then I think it probably kicks off into the um, the official first book where he's like with with the young girl and all that stuff and her training and whatnot. But um, I, I enjoyed the 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 series, maybe a little more so after listening to the book though. But 
I still think it's it, they did a good job, and it's it's cool knowing that um, Henry Cavill is like a huge fan of it. I saw, I saw some like um, article or meme or something saying like he he was saying like oh why don't we use this one scene from page three hundred forty something where he did this like he's able to like reference the books like that quickly. Ah, that's sexy. So he's like yeah he's like a super fan so that's always good to hear. Like yeah. he is taking his role serious. So absolutely, man. I'm he couldn't get any better. It. it seems like anything he's in, he's like a fan of it, and he really yeah, dives deep. Cool. Like, yeah, it's like even when he was Superman, he was like reading the comics at Comic Con, like dressing up and <laughs> yeah. meeting people, and he's he's all in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Drake, what do you have to to say about season one? Um, as a person who didn't read the books and or play the video game. If you're going into it and you enjoy kind of like a Van Helsing-esque type world, Van Helsing was a little bit more Western, like Jonah Hex, but uh, it's very approachable. The characters and the character development are very easy to follow along. Um, The story in itself is told in a way that you can understand without even having to know kind of that uh, source information. Um, tons of great action. I think there's boobs. Um, oh, there's, there's t- yeah, there's, yeah, there's uh, <laughs> the acting in itself is just great. And it, it, it continues to build off of each other, much like Game of Thrones. So it has that kind of vibe. So season two, I think it's going to burst. All right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, listening to something from comicbook.com. You know, a lot of the things to your point, Scott, was that people had a hard time between the flashbacks and, and the current timeline. So they said they've kind of fixed that in season two and also the pacing. Like it seems like it was really slow in season one of the show. And it seems like in season two, it kicks right off and with a lot of action and uh, yeah. So it's, it's kind of exciting from the jump. So pumped about that too. Pump up the jam. Um, one of our friends, actually, I didn't realize there was a, a drawing or something you could have entered into where you could have got the first episode earlier this week. Oh, and wow. a couple of our friends of ours got that. So they're going to be able to view the first episode earlier. But we'll get oh, on Friday. Sweet. It's not too far off. But Nice. Oh, thanks for the invite, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> I think I did get it. And it's like sometimes in that chat, it's like you go, you know, you're at work and you check in. It's like 140 messages you missed. And you're like, <laughs> Okay, I don't know if I'm going to scroll through all this. Right, right, right. right. At least accurately, you know, you're trying to catch it, and then you miss a link somewhere. You mean to go back and... Yeah. Uh, oh, well. It's like a novel later. At least later. it's not like... You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least I'm not missing it by like a month or something. So, right. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, definitely. Okay, this mission. Finger it. Cool. Oh, right on. Yep, but, excited for Witcher Season 2. Uh, Drake, mm-hmm. you have something yeah. to what say about, you, about that, man? Cole, do you like Witcher? Oh, oh yeah, I, I really enjoyed that show. I always wanted to play the games, but I have this thing where if there's a series, I want to play the first one, and that first game is so goddamn boring. Right. Oh, you should just play the yeah. third one. Yeah. yeah, the third one won Game of the Year, I think. Uh, wow. The second one is really fun. Man. Oh, really? Well, the third one's always on sale. Like, you can get the Super Deluxe Edition for 50 Oh, you have them all. I have okay. all three. And I keep trying to play the first one, and I just can't. Just skip it, Cole. Watch, um, 
just watch read a Wikipedia on it or something. Right. I hate to even recommend this, but just yeah, watch a playthrough on YouTube of like the important scenes, and yeah, and then call it a day. Yeah. 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 Nothing like just do that, dude. Nothing like a good like live stream or podcast about gaming stuff where we talk about just skipping things. You know, that's 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 how committed we are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You don't have to play the game. Just watch the shit. It's fine. Uh, Or Cole, you can stream yourself playing it and just talking about how awful it is. And how much you want to get to the second one. Dude, right here on Joystick, Cobe's bonus episode. (laughs) Cobe plays the worst (laughs) games from the beginning. I love it. I'm into that. Yeah. Just me switching the whole time. I fucking hate this game. Fuck, these graphics are hurting my eyes. How would that be different than any other time we play? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. You're awesome. Uh, Sweet. Okay, so we have Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore, and Sonic 2. Oh yeah, Ooh. both look they good. They recasted, yeah, they recasted uh, the Johnny Depp's with um, yeah. Madsen. Uh, uh, Madsen. What's it, Mikhail? Mikhail, no, Mikhail, Mikhail. Mikhail. He's like, yeah, I think he, I think he's from Norway. No. Um, oh, oh yeah. Um, dang it, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know who you're talking about. Oh, it comes out. Yeah. Oh, he's a fact check. Oh, okay, I thought he yelled something else. Well, they, I, there's, there's a lot of hubbub about the change, and then um, the new uh, Grindelwald is like, well, how are they going to segue it? Because, you know, obviously I don't look like Johnny Depp. So there's, mm-hmm. a, there's an interesting realization of how it's going to move forward, and it does kind of seem, seem it's going well, to climax, climax up, up until... until what, what um, um, Grindelwald really wants to do with the muggles and things and such. So it w- I think we're going to see a lot more battling and a lot more context as to is Jude Law doing more with the character and are we going to see more of Dumbledore's background? Right, right. Because I think that was the thing people were asking for as soon as you know Jude Law came in there. They were like, you know, we want to know what how did Dumbledore become Dumbledore? How did he become this respected headmaster of Hogwarts? And, you know, yeah, you don't really get to see that. You you obviously see he's already kind of smooth and very knowledgeable in those first movies, but you only get a taste of it, right? And so, yeah, I hope that it does kind of dive more into Dumbledore. And, you know, with that, it, you know, it just kind of connects you back into the main Harry Potter storyline. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. <clears throat> Mads More Mickelson excited! Oh yeah, Mickelson. That's right. Mickelson. Nice. Thanks, Gobes. Yep. He was in a movie. Off. He's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. 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 He. uh he, oh, Shit. I can't even think of him right now. But wasn't he in the Star Wars movie? Oh yeah, yeah. He was. He was. He was the scientist guy in uh, Rogue One. The, oh. The, no, her, her dad. Her dad that dies. Right. Oh, her papa. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on Maui, when they're like farming in Maui. <laughs> oh, frick! Yeah, yeah. Come on in the background, I mean, all the lava rocks, booze, nuts. Oh, uh, yeah, fucking black sands, huh? Black sands, bro. You know, that was weird. Um, um, you you want to talk about tails and knuckles, don't you? <clears throat> oh, hells, yes, I do, dude. Yo, so sick, bro. Dude, it looks so sick. So I, I'm pretty open about being a huge fan of the Sonic 1. It was kind of this sleeper movie for me where... 
okay, I'll watch it. Like, I love Sonic growing up. Like, one of my first, you know, video game memories was having a Sega Genesis and playing Sonic and Tails. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, so I was like, I'll watch it. And I was like, I like Ben Schwartz, who plays the vo- who does the voice of Sonic. And, man, I, w- and I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. It was just, like, funny. Yep. Sonic was really kind of cool they built was kind of interesting and the reason for getting the rings was kind of interesting i i really liked it so yeah um the fact that they're just expanding on that adding more characters that i liked growing up is mm-hmm. just gonna be awesome yeah what about you guys yeah. and you're just getting fucking jim carrey in dude okay jim, jim carrey, carrey to like okay you know how like as time goes on sometimes your favorite comedians take on roles and you're like oh it's not like they were funnier before, but I, I get it. Right. But you know what? I have to say, him is Dr. Um, Robotnik. Robotnik, yeah. yeah. Oh, Dude, in the first one, like, he had, like, all the classic Jim Carrey stuff. Like, I was cracking up. Like, when his glasses were all fucked up, and he's, like, <laughs> like looking at that dude. Like, it was a lot of physical comedy that still made me laugh just as hard as, like, his early stuff. Like, oh, he still got it. <clears throat> he, and, oh, um, man. Well said. Yeah. He, yeah, he's just, he's so good. And I'm looking forward to Jim Carrey for sure in this. And um, the fact that all the characters look like the characters, like, I'm so glad that they originally took the fans' advice and, like, redid the outlook on the characters. And so Tails looks great. Tails actually flies a plane. Um, right. I mean, straight up, like, the, the first images of Sonic were creepy. Like, real-life yeah, Sonic were like, dude, that is, that's nightmare fuel. Like, I don't think kids yeah, want to like, see that. Yeah. Yeah. Who asked for that? Like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> right. Who said this was good, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hyper-realized, like, space Sonic is not cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just no, not dude. creepy. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And then, of course, like, Knuckles, stuff, like, oh, was that? With Sonic's, like, creepy smile, like, all his teeth Oh, and yeah. Stuff. And, like, his... <laughs> I don't know, his realistic eyes. Like, I want to see his big cartoon eyes, man. I don't want to see, like, a giant blue hedgehog, like an actual hedgehog. Like, Jesus. They're more normal they're small and they fit in your hands. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I didn't hear the voice of Knuckles in the trailer. Tails, and I think it's perfect. It feels like it fits. Um, it doesn't feel out of place. I'm curious to see how they're going to make that relationship since they really didn't acknowledge uh, or like Sonic knowing tales uh, in in the first movie. So I'm curious to see how they're going to get them together. Oh, that's and, true. I forgot about that. Right. Like he kind of just shows up at the end. Right. So I'm kind of curious to see like how that dynamic is going to go and how that meeting is going to go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know who voices um, Knuckles Loyato? Yeah. Aegis Elbow, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, baby. He's about to be the sexiest Knuckles in the whole freaking world. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oi. <laughs> oi, Sonic. It's me, Lisa. Yeah, Idris Elba's hard to... I'm Idris Elba. Hey, uh, yeah, it's like, Drake, your Idris Elba sounds a lot like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> your uh, was better than mine, though. Mine, no, like, it was great. You're, like, yeah, it you're, sounded great in my head, and then it, as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, "What's happening?" It's <laughs> not what I thought about. Like, he, he's, on, I Rob. mean, he's a tough voice to do on the fly. He's, he's yeah. a tough one. Uh, yeah, but I think he's gonna he's gonna crush it. Um, what was that movie? The the cowboy movie that we watched recently. 
um, on oh, Netflix, oh, Netflix no. the, the Harder yeah. They Fall or something like that. Yeah. That was he was so badass in that movie. I I will take Idris Elba in anything, man. He's so awesome. He's yeah, he's so good. He's one of those like if he's on the bill, it's I'm definitely gonna give it a go. You know, right, <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's cool just to see Knuckles, too, because when Knuckles came out and you saw him and you're like, oh, wait, like he's like Sonic, but he's tough and he like punches stuff. Uh, that was like automatically my favorite growing up. Was yeah. like, he's so cool. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if this movie does well and they do a number three hypothetically, are they going to start getting into, like, Dark Sonic? Are they going to start bringing in the pink Sonic character? Um, you know, we'll, we'll see kind of how deep they're going to go into the actual video game. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's true, yeah. yeah. Shadow, You're right. Yeah, yeah, Shadow. Right, I don't even remember and, oh, yeah, that Amy. character's story, but yeah, man, that's... Right, they, they they have this world, right? I mean, the IP is strong. A lot of people our age know that character because we had Sega Genesis growing up and stuff. So, man, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of places they can take it and introduce it to like you know kids all over again. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll they're see already coming out with a new Sonic Frontier video game. So, right, uh, you know, it's 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 the whole mar- <laughs> resurgence and marketing of. You know, uh, I guess the late '90s video game situations and like cartoon situations is is really hot right now. Yeah, the '90s are back, baby. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's gonna be sweet. Boys are back in town. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Any other uh, trailers, video games, anything else that you guys can think of that uh, was showcased um, this weekend? Let me see. Um. Oh, the freaking um. Drake brought up Nightingale. Oh yeah, um, yes. that game looks pretty cool. Does it look super kill? It's it looks super kill. Super kill. Super kill. Oh yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the premise kill. is you're like in the I want to say the 20s Western attire, and there's these portals that take you to different realms, and uh, yeah, they they're pretty cool. And they take you to these different realms. All of you are scattered. So I assume you're going to be able to create a character. You're going to be able to create a class. You're going to be able to join up with your frenzies. And then you just traverse these worlds. And almost like a Badlands per se, but not necessarily. Um, and, uh, you know, you get to grow your gear and things like that. Almost like, uh, what was that other game we played that was a three-person one that wasn't Outriders? Oh, Remnant. Yeah, Remnant. I, was getting a, it was, I was getting a Remnant vibe. Mm, yeah, it feels very steampunk, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like magics and um, guns yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Right on. It looks interesting. I mean, definitely something. Um, I I want to check what people think about the game before purchasing. But um, the trailer yeah. and whatnot looked pretty cool. Yeah, it looked pretty <laughs> sick. Yeah, it's got huge monsters. It had like a. Uh, kind of like the forest vibe monster. too. Like you could yeah. build, like um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, a village and stuff like that too. And then they come yeah. in and oh. tear shit down. That's what it says. It was like you know how um, Seven Days to Die is, where yeah. you you go into a situation, you have to build up whatever. That's kind of what you're doing, but with homies. So it is much like the forest. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. And then they can destroy your stuff and things of the such. So yeah, Sweet. I wonder if it's the same software developer. 
Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know, man. But yeah, that that definitely sounds like our vibe and definitely something we should we should check out, man. That that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um right on. Did, hmm. do you guys know when uh else. when it comes out or just just sometime 2023? Uh, yeah, no clue. Or 2022. Sure. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. We will check back up on that. 2022. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's shoot. We are less than a month away from 2022. So, yep. man, this is this is wild. Ooh. I know. This yeah, year kind of flew by. Absolutely. Two years flew by. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 seriously, right? Uh, speaking Dude, of I things, forget COVID started in 2019. Right. Yeah. Fuck, man. Don't remind me. <laughs> but uh, kind of going back to things flying by, Drake, do you want to kind of give us the synopsis of the intense and crazy story that was the Formula One finale in Abu Dhabi? Yes. So, again, the history was made period point blank regardless of whether or not Lewis Hamilton and or Max Verstappen would have won. Max Verstappen, his inaugural, his maiden F1 victory with a lot of controversy. And then if Lewis Hamilton would have won, he would have made eight championships, uh, which is best all time. He would have been the GOAT. Mercedes won their eighth constructors, which means in a row which means to a to a point they have a very they have a lot of clout as a constructor as a whole even though in 2022 a lot of the um regulations in terms of the formula for the cars is going to change so we'll see how that goes but the issues with the uh, max verstappen win was because earlier on max verstappen tried to uh overtake lewis hamilton lewis hamilton went off track and per the regulations or the rules if you leave track and you come back on in front of the person even though they were in front of you you have to give that place back but according to the stewards um lewis hamilton gave enough of that time back towards the uh toward in within that lap so they didn't he didn't need to give that back and then Okay, wait, essentially, wait, wait. Oh, sorry, just, just to clarify here. So because he left the track and he was ahead of him, but still there was enough time for Verstappen to pass him, he, and he didn't, Lewis Hamilton did not give up the place. Was that yes. kind of the, okay, okay, got Because I was on and they were talking about how um, mm-hmm. there was this uh, place car situation and how, you know, and I, I yeah. could hear like the Mercedes crew kind of, I guess, arguing with the officials about the rules on yeah. that. And it was a little mm-hmm. confusing mm-hmm. to me on that, but just kind of amazing how they were really battling for this position. And then he got bumped out and then, you know, came back in in front of him. And I was like, oh, can you just do that? It seemed like he almost yeah. cut the track. Right. Yes. I, I think as a an F1 fan or a new F1 fan coming into the sport to see those things happen, not, not really having the rule sets. Cause they, they really didn't really follow the rules per se. It was very, um, atypical. And mm-hmm. so it's also super confusing. So in general, if we're driving together right down the line, I cut you off. And then because I cut you off and I take you wide, you go off track. And as you come off track, you essentially cut the corner and you, you become in front of me. Mm-hmm. You have to give that place back. But because as Hamilton went off and Max Verstappen was back here, eventually Max Verstappen was able to come closer. That was enough to not let Lewis give the, the place back. Essentially, right. 
I got you. And this was earlier on in the race. And so the, the race in itself was decided again on the, the last race of the year because they were tied in points in the last lap. And crazy. that controversy was even more crazy because uh, earlier on in the middle of the race or uh, maybe like three quarters of the way, I, I heard Mercedes on the radio say, hey, Matt or Lewis, do you want to go to the softs or the or the mids? if a safety car comes out and as the potential of a safety car coming out in Abu Dhabi was relatively small, um, Raikkonen had crashed out a little bit earlier, but then Latifi crashed essentially with five laps to go. The car wasn't able to get off of the track easily. So that brought out an actual safety car. Mm -hmm. So during the safety car, the safety car comes out. Whoever's driving the track is has to follow the safety car. So Lewis Hamilton was right behind the safety car, and there were what you would consider back markers. So people that Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen already lapped. So there's mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton, four back markers, and Max Verstappen. Typically, your these these back markers are allowed to pass the safety car and come back around so that they're in actual position, but. Um, the uh, Massey, the race director said they won't pass and then later said let them pass so he essentially mm-hmm. set it up so that he passed the safety or the back markers would have passed so that Lewis and Max would have been one and two and they would have had to race it out in the final lap because they didn't want the race to conclude under a safety car they wanted them to battle it out the issue with that was Max's tire, or Lewis's tires were already super old. Max had much fresher tires and were on the softs. And Lewis had hards, which had, have less grip, but they've lasted longer. So Lewis led the, the race more, but towards the end, Max had the, the fresher tires. And Max obviously is the more aggressive driver. So in the last lap, Max was able to overtake Lewis and then win the, the championship. And then there was a lot of con- controversy. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, Max Verstappen is, is is world champion, and Lewis Hamilton will go into next year vying for an eighth. Wow! It's, yeah, it was a crazy championship. Wow! Yep, absolutely, just crazy, just amazing. I mean, to to don't not only take it to the last race, but then the last lap is just is just like textbook story. I mean, I could see this race in particular becoming a movie somewhere down the line. Like that was just just oh. incredible story. They were talking about uh, Netflix's Drive to Survive is just like salivating at being able to tell this story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because oh, I, I not mean, doubt it. Yeah, Drive to Survive is going to come out 2022, right after preseason, so in like March or April. And so you're going to have that to salivate on because, I mean, they do a really good job at really pumping up F1, um, and with this past championship and how they're going to build to that crescendo. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be lit. <laughs> Right on. Nice. All right, we'll keep we'll keep our eyes out for Drive to Survive, and I think it's like season three now. <clears throat> season three now. Sorry, choked on the uh, intensity. Uh, but yeah, man, that that looks awesome. Uh, yeah, wow. Well said. Thanks for for breaking it down for us. That was really really cool. Definitely uh, highly recommend anybody go check out the highlights from it. For us, I feel like you just see the tension in the car and and just through their voices. So it's really really wild. Um, right on, uh, Scott. Were you able? Were you the one that watched Limitless with Chris, Chris Hemsworth, or the? No, I saw a trailer though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about yeah. the trailer and uh, yeah, go from there? Um. 
Yeah, I think as far as I remember, is it looks like he kind of just travels around and does things, kind of like what Will <laughs> Smith looks like. It looks like they're doing the same type of show. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we gotta re-watch re- the trailer. Mad description. <laughs> That's so funny. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think from what I remember, and it's not much, is that he tries to do things to, like, push himself to the max, whether it's, uh, you know, treading water for as long as he can or pulling something, pulling a car as far as he can, you know, or, you know, doing something in snow for as long as he can, really trying to, you know, push his body to, you know, the farthest depths of the human capacity. So, yeah, pretty amazing. I think... um, you know, you think of these actors as just that actors, but I think Chris Hemsworth has gained a reputation of truly being one of the fittest people, not only in Hollywood, but maybe on the planet, just by, based on how he works out and his fitness apps and, you know, just even the things that his wife's involved in and just things with his kids. So I think he kind of walks the talk and really does, you know, really live a healthy lifestyle, which is pretty badass, um, along with just being like a really cool, fun person. So, yeah, I I highly recommend that. It seems like it's on it's on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, right on. Perfect. Oh, and I well, think you, you sold me. I'll check it out. <laughs> it was on, yeah. I think it was on. Uh, <laughs> just for context, oh. it was on Scott's list to bring up. So yeah, I no, think so. Right? I saw someone else bring it up. Do you? Okay. I just want someone else said they're going to bring it up. So I'm not going to call anybody. Out. Yeah, I'm not going to call anybody out uh, by name for this last one. But the last thing on my list is that we have the Roadrunner Anthony Bourdain documentary. Were you able to watch that? Uh, anybody? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Did you guys okay, see that? Okay, cool. Great. All right, well, have a good night, everybody. Yeah, dude. Please, please tell us. Tell us. Night. No, it was um, it was a good documentary. Like if you if you liked Anthony Bourdain, like no reservations and all that sort of stuff, it kind of told you um, the beginning of his story and how he like got into cooking. And um, these are it's kind of told through people he's he's known over the years, um, and like old footage that they just kind of had of him, and um. And there's some, there's some like, I guess, monologues they had recorded of him, whether it's like, because when they were doing notice of reservations, they were filming like all the time. So there was some footage that you got to see that maybe wasn't on the, yeah, that wasn't on the, um, the show itself. But yeah, it talks about him like getting into cooking and like how he's like, I wasn't even like a great chef, but what he did love was he loved writing and, um, he, he created, created a book, a book called, called um, Kitchen Confidentials, and he published it, and it got on, like, New York Times bestseller list. Like, they have footage of it. Like, one point, it was, like, number five, and he's, like, on the phone. He's, like, are you shitting me? Like, no ways. And he's, wow. like, it's a New York Times bestseller. Like, what? So, and then um, he started doing, like, book tours and talking about it, and then he became, like, he got to meet some of these famous chefs that he looked up to, and he got to befriend them um, just because, I guess, he didn't see himself as a good chef, but they saw him as good company. He was an intelligent guy, and he read a lot. And what's funny is um, he had a follow-up book 
kind of like what um, No Participation is going to be. I forget what it's called, like the traveling cook or something. And the way he pitched it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, travel all these places and, eat, like, eat all this food and, like, talk about the culture and all that stuff. And he pitched it so well, they were like, oh, yeah, definitely. This is going to be a book deal. Someone else heard about it who, like, had connections to, like, a network. And they're like, hey, have you thought about doing a show? Like, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'd be down to do a show. So it was, like, him and, like, these two people who were going to go travel initially and, like, see how it goes. They initially go to Japan, and they find out that he's kind of introverted, and he was kind of shy. And they found out he never really did any traveling. He just kind of read about all these places. Um, mm. So he kind of found his way through doing it. So they were just filming him, and, like, through Japan, he was just kind of quiet, and they were like, oh, my God, like, this show is going to fail. And by the time they got to the next area, he was like, I guess he figured out, like, how to do it, like, how his style would be and whatnot. And it ended up turning into what No Reservations was kind of about. Like, it started with, like, him being, you know, talking about food. But then it, he also, um, you know, started talking about the culture. And then when he was doing, like, the readovers, um, what is it called, like, the ADRs after the show where they, he mm-hmm. would talk over things that were happening. Right. He was like, oh, this shit is bullshit. Like, I don't want to read this. Like, who who wrote this? Like, this sounds like any other travel channel kind of thing. So yeah. he started writing his own, like, um, ADR things. And he, like, found his own voice and, like, no reservation. And then he, like, you know, eventually blew the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, um, they kind of talk about his history and, like, um, his, like um, his addictions. Like, he was a heroin addict. And, wow. Uh, believe, While like, he was filming the show? Um, no, like it wasn't, he, he used to be, but oh, okay. because of that, he had like addictive personality. So he would kind of like get into something and then like just get into it like super heavily, um, which they talk about later and his like later years where he got into jujitsu and he was just doing it like every day. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I Very mean, nice. it was a, it was a really good documentary and it, it kind of, I mean, it's, he, you know, he ends up, he kills himself, um, you know, which is sad. And, like, the way they were talking about it and the way um, his friends were responding, stuff, like, oh, it was, like, pretty depressing, like, towards the ending. He definitely lived a really full life, but it seemed like he just, like, you know, he was battling his own demons for so long. Um, eventually, you know, he he couldn't take Suc- it anymore. Succumbed to them. But, yeah. And um, <clears throat> he, he kind of talked about, like, the fact that, like, he would talk um, in private to his some of his other friends, like, um, what's it, like David Choi, and, like, there was, like, some other chefs and stuff he talked to. Um, and, um, oh, what's the other guy, the artist? Is it Cho? Something uh, David Cho? Cho and David Chang. Then David Chang, yeah. So he, he's friends with both of them. And he, um, David Cho mentioned that he got an email one time saying, like, like out of nowhere, he hadn't talked to um, Anthony in, like, a long time. And then the email was, like, among the lines of, like, um, you know, with all of our success, we've gained, like, are you truly happy? And, like, mm. he didn't know how to respond. He's like, I, I felt like I should have reached out more. Um, but it seemed like the the popularity and, like, the fact that anywhere you go, like, <clears throat> you know, like, people know your name. And it was just kind of hard to do anything as, like, a nobody anymore. It seemed mm-hmm. like that kind of got to him, too. So it, it was kind of, like, a really interesting if you're a fan of him and kind of sad at the same time. Um, really well done documentary though I still recommend it um, if, if you were a fan of Anthony Bourdain but it, it was kind of sad when it ended I was just kind of like kept me you know thinking about it and that sort of yeah. lifestyle and like what you know like what like kind of helps 
you know, mm-hmm. it makes you want to put yourself in his shoes for a bit and like see what that must have been like to like live a life like that. It's insane. Like it's like you're saying all the B-roll footage, like they would film all the time. Like he's just having lunch with like friends and he's like, there's footage of him like, are you like, can you guys fucking get out of here? Like really mm-hmm. right now? You know, like they're just mm-hmm. filming all the time in case, you know, they catch something good or whatever. But that must be exhausting in itself, too. But, you know, it's like right. cons. You know, he he, he yeah. loves, he got to do a lot of cool things that not a lot of people get to do. But with that came at a cost and whatnot. And it was just it was just interesting. You just never know what somebody's going through. So, it, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like they can be famous. They can be poor. You can have a house. You can not have a house. Like they could be super don't rich. Know what somebody's going through. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you exactly. don't know what somebody's going through. And like the golden rule applies consistently. And yet, you know, sometimes that's not as consistent yeah. as we'd like it to be. So right. Right. which, which golden rule are you talking about? Like what golden rule were you referencing, Drake? Uh, treat others how you want to be treated. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely, man. Yeah, I think that's well said. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, in a way, he, he was definitely a hero of mine, you know, back when I was doing marketing and traveling around a lot, you know, like I yeah. wanted to to be like that and and just kind of experience world he, the way he did because it seemed like he had, among other things, so much respect from the people around him, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and just the fact that he was so intelligent or seemingly intelligent and so well-traveled and so i mean he was you know as close to what we've seen as kind of like a real life james bond in a sense you know he i didn't know he was married or had kids or anything like that but i mean i'm sure you know he's always pretty well dressed and eating good food and you know always kind of getting the real side of the culture when he would go to places and all that was just so cool and so amazing to me it's it's sad that um yeah i mean it's just truly sad that you know there was demons inside of him that were just kind of eating away at him but uh yeah you you definitely never know what people are going through but i think i think think uh there's still so much you can learn and so so many amazing things in his life that were yeah that are beneficial to people regardless of how his life came to end uh yeah so definitely gone too soon which is very sad but uh man Mm -hmm. that seems like a a pretty cool documentary where can we watch the documentary what what is it on netflix um no as of right now you can like rent it through digital um you can rent it on voodoo or i assume like amazon Oh, wow, okay. Prime or something like that. Yeah. That's so sick. as of oh. right now, it's um you can't stream it anywhere for freezies through a yeah. an mm. account of some sort. But it's it's you know it's like five bucks or something to rent. So yeah, yeah. super worth it. Yeah, yeah absolutely worth yeah, it. Yeah, it was worth it. Really of uh, travel food because if you think about uh, Gordon Ramsay now is essentially doing what Anthony Bourdain did. He's traveling around the world, cooking stuff, talking to people, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so that it, it was definitely a vacuum. Um, right. Was one of the guys you said, like, the Ugly Delicious, was he one of the the guys you referenced, Drake? David Chang. David Chang. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. David Chang, yeah. Yeah, I think he he does it. But he just doesn't have... he doesn't have the swag that Anthony Bourdain had. Like, there was just something so cool about that guy. Like, everywhere he went, he still looked like the coolest guy in the room. You know, he's having dinner with Obama, you know, in, in uh, I think it was, like, Taiwan or something like that. And it's just like, man, it, it looked like it. he fit there. You know what I mean? It, look, it didn't look like it was some guy who was trying to, you know, be on the level of Obama or something like that. So, just really oh, that the yeah. they tragic. Ate at that really tiny restaurant too. Yeah, it's like an aged steak. Yeah. Right, right, but a nice one. 
Not when you get off. when you get off I five or something like that. No, no, no. <laughs> like, when you think about like David Chang, David Chang is like very. Um, he's very excited about things, right? He talks about MSG as like, you know, MSG is monosodium glutamate. It essentially scratches your tongue. So you taste flavor better. It's not bad for you only mm. in high quantities because when you're eating MSG in general, right, you're not drinking a lot of water. So you're eating an excess amount of sodium, but you're not counterbalancing it with, with enough hydration. And mm. he also talks about, um, microwaves being some of the best ways to cook vegetables to maintain their nutrients. So he's, he's very avant-garde in that sense. Whereas Anthony Bourdain comes across more as I've worked in the restaurant industry. I know what it's about. I've lived through the grit. I may not have been, you know, a Michelin star chef, but I can tell you that what we do in the kitchen is what we do in every single kitchen at, at, at one point in time. And you can respect that because he told it like it was, and he was yeah. honest in what that life is like. Um, and he made it seem rock starish. at the same time. He also gave it, you know, personality. Like it, it, it's not for everybody, you know, right. Yeah, Whereas, absolutely. <clears throat> David Chang, I feel like, you know, food is for everybody. If you like food, this and that and the other, but, um, he's not trying to, he, David's trying to sell you on the food. Whereas Anthony's just trying to give you the fucking deets. Right. I yeah, he, um, Anthony Bourdain gives you like perspective on like just mm, yep. just the right. life mm-hmm. of wherever he's at or whatnot. For sure, it was good, and I think because he was so honest, it was like it, he was definitely. It seemed like a guy who was just brutally honest, and um, he had a way with words. So, yep. that alone is always like intriguing, right? Like I find that you kind of always want to be around someone that can like, for whatever it is, he always was himself and him. Being himself was like someone you wanted to be around. Yeah. It's like you, yeah. you wanted, yeah, you wanted him to like you. It seemed, it seemed like everyone who was like famous wanted like was. I mean, even what um, Joe Rogan mentioned one time, right? He was like when he first met Anthony Bourdain, he like said something really embarrassing. Like he was like, "Oh, my wife, my wife says you're my TV wife or something like that," because he like watches him all the time. He's like, "I didn't know what the fuck to say." Like I was just like. He was. I just wanted him to like me. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I could. He just seems that way. Like, yeah. right, right. And he looked yeah, at him yeah, like, "What the fuck uh, are you talking about?" Like, he doesn't <laughs> care if you're Joe Rogan or what. Like, he's like, if you say something stupid, he's gonna look at you like you said something stupid, which is great in itself. Yeah, right. He did a lecture at the Belco Theater in Denver, and fortunately, my. Um, manager at the time owner operator uh, got us all tickets so we got to watch him kind of speak live on stage wow um, oh wow and it's uh, he's he's polarizing um because he's everything you you expect him to be and more and mm-hmm. to your point he, you want him to like you like i was sitting in the audience of like you know thousands of people and i'm like man i hope he fucking looks over at me and asks me a cook question cuz i fucking cook for a living you know what i mean like yeah. there's there's an iconicism to him and he's definitely he's definitely pop culture like it's right. you know anthony bourdain you know is why a lot of people travel and eat food now he's the reason why people write he's he's primarily the reason why people even got into cooking in the first place to see if the kitchen confidential was something that was a reality you know so yeah 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 absolutely awesome figure for sure um, but yeah i definitely recommend it yeah, who is that? Uh, the Gurkha guy who climbed the the seven peaks in like a few months. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's called fourteen. Oh yeah, peaks. I'm still watching that right now. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, Nims Perja. Nims Nims uh, Nims Perja. Perja. 
Yeah. Um, so they came. Uh, Alex Honnold did another documentary called The Alpinist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I just saw that, too. I added it. Like, I just saw it today. I'm like, oh, I'm watching this. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. He, it's on my, just my about, yeah. watch list as well. Yeah, sorry, oh, what, what were you okay. saying? Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say it's just about um, Alex Honnold is highlighting a person who broke his speed record um, on one of the faces of the the rock face he climbs Yeah, was, it was like the main wall or something? Or yeah, some, the, some, the path uh, was. Yeah, it was a specific I path. Yeah. I remember the trailer, yeah, the guy said he went and he, he beat it accidentally, and then Alex Honnold went back and he beat it in like half the time. And then yep. I assume that guy goes back and beats his record. Um, so I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, friendship. This bastard! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, all the great... They're your Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton or your Alex Honnold, yeah. right? I mean... Yeah, you yeah, need someone to push you. Right, you need someone to push yeah. you. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> wow. But well, right on. That was that was a chunky episode, I would say. I don't really mm-hmm. have anything else to touch on. Um, I'm yeah, like I said, I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, tapped out on stuff. Do you guys have anything else that you guys want to say or talk about? Uh, the, the the only thing we didn't go over that could be cool is just Dune Spice Wars. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it's just another video game. It's I, I think it's a, a strategy game, but just because we've talked okay. about Dune before and it, Dune's awesome, so you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look well, into yeah. it if you want it. I, I will. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds tight. Um, currently reading the original Dune book from the '60s, and man, yeah. Um, hot take, maybe I probably like the movie more, but. Um, you know, it's it's there's a lot of lore there. There's obviously a lot of like just cool little tidbits and just the way of thinking, like how this guy wrote this book um, and just the, the thought process behind it is really just amazing to me. So, yeah, to get more Dune, um, I'm down if they follow kind of the Denis Villeneuve kind of style of it. Um, yeah, that's on site. Right. Oh, before we head out, I remember um, we were talking about something prior. Mm-hmm. Um you you had a, a opinion on um, arcane. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoyed okay, the yeah. show. I know Colby enjoyed it, right. but um, Tom had a different experience, and I, I kind of want to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad you guys liked it, and I can see why you would like it. Um, even in that video, I think I sent a video to you guys today, and they were like, that was the number one show on their list of top shows of 2021, which will be cool because we'll get into our top shows of 2021 uh, in a few weeks. But, okay, uh, cool. yeah, you know, um, I really liked... I liked the story. I liked where it was going. Um, the animation, I think, wasn't really for me in a way. Like, it, I, I didn't, I liked kind of how it was gritty, but at the same time, I didn't really like the animation per se. Um, I never, uh, I don't know. I, I found myself really kind of dozing off a little bit on it. Um, I don't know, not really knowing what League of Legends is about or anything. I, I wonder if I would have been better served by it had I known maybe some of the background of the video game. Uh, but since I didn't have that, I kind of just felt like, okay, 
And there were some great twists and turns as the episodes go on. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, even this, the part for me where, you know, Powder kind of goes towards the bad guys, like, I get it, but I didn't really like that. So uh, I haven't watched past that, and I, and I will finish it. I think it, it deserves that. But um, yeah, as of right now, it, it hasn't been my, my favorite show, but I can't say too many animated shows have been uh, really high on my list this year. So yeah, oh, so that's kind you... of my take on it. You finished like the first three episodes. Is that, is that uh, what it is? I think I'm on episode five right now. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, there's, there are definitely parts where like the art, um, I, I was like, oh, I kind of wish it was a different way or whatnot. But, um, but there were certain fight scenes that were done so well, I thought. Um, and there were, especially later on, there's certain fight scenes that, or even intros or what what have you that, made me feel like it was like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse-esque, like uh, a total different art styles, like within that, like, so most of it is like that cell shaded type of art style, but there's certain right. fights where they get into like, um, like, you know, kind of like um, into the Spider-Verse had like that graffiti type of stuff. Everything's fast paced and it's like moving like really um, like jarringly and whatnot. Like they mm-hmm. had certain stuff that went on like that, like, um, I don't know. It, it made me think like, oh, they they had they definitely had a bunch of different artists working on this, and these must have been their sections where they were like, oh, let me highlight my style for a bit. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, right on. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, I I'm sure because I, I don't know anything about the the games really, but mm. I think if the art is something that you're not liking, then that's a pretty big thing. Because I picked up comic books that sounded like amazing stories, and I've looked at the art and I'm like I can't read this like right. I, I don't like this art style even though I want to I think it was like Civil War X-Men um, back mm. when Civil War first came out and like whoever drew I, I think it was X-Men whoever drew that I wanted to know what was going on but I just didn't like the art style and I was like ah, I, I can't do it so <laughs> right, I, I could see right. that being a big turning off point for sure Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I think the story is great. Um, I kind of just um, was losing interest on the guy who was the assistant professor, and then he ends up like taking over and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know, Cobus. Can you can you tell me what you really liked about it? Maybe maybe shape my my thought process on it because it's something that I really feel like I should like, but it just it just wasn't capturing me the way I was was hoping it would. That's actually pretty interesting because League of Legends as a whole doesn't really have a lot of story because it's kind of just like a five versus five kind of thing where there are heroes and they kind of have like maybe a paragraph two of story. Maybe they're from the same place kind of thing. And then you just go and you fight each other. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, shit. We all died. I forgot. We yeah, fight. we actually got to um, attack the center one, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. When the shield's down. But all right. Anyway, sorry. Continue. But um, yeah, so... Like, Arcane is actually their attempt at building up the world and, like, actually giving it, like, some chunkiness to, like, the lore and whatnot. So I just thought, like, the characters were pretty cool. And it was it was cool for me to kind of, like, pick things out. Like, oh, I recognize. I know who this is. I know who this is. Kind of oh, thing. nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just thought the, yeah, the action was good. The story was good. I mean, it has, like, some feels without being, like, too much feels. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Right on. 
Yeah, I, I do agree with you. Like the action scenes, like the, even the fight in the street with the kids was super good. Like just very visceral. Like you could see like them punching each other, the contact, the blood, all that. Like that part was definitely one of my favorites. I found myself kind of getting a, a little sidetracked when, when it was that assistant pr- professor guy. But um, I definitely don't think this should deter anybody from watching it. I mean, again, like you could tell a lot of money was spent in it. Um, you know, Netflix seems to be crushing it with it. So maybe just not for me, but I think it's definitely for a lot of people. So, yeah. Yeah. What were your thoughts on it, Drake? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I, I agree with Tom. I didn't really like the powder situation. Like I understood what they were trying to do, um, but not having played League of Legends before, it was like hard to like certain characters maybe that was a point uh you know to, to you know to pick characters that you did like or didn't like but I, I i agree that they built the world really well um i do know what's going on without a lot of um contextual like um exposition um right. I, I can see where some of these characters are coming from i can understand like you know what they're trying to do and how they're they're talking about like hierarchy and like class systems and things of such um but some of the things, the, some of the choices, I would have been like, ooh, like, I guess, I guess. Um, yeah. But at the same time, everything comes down to communication, right? Like, if had they communicated better overall, maybe things would have been different. But, you know, you can hope and choose. It's, it's, it's meant to do that, so. Yeah, well, one beauty, and maybe, you know, it's like, depending on how you look at it, it's like a plus, and maybe, you know, maybe it's a strength and a weakness a little bit, is that there, it doesn't seem to give you a lot of exposition, there's a lot of, like, inferring, like, you know, you guys are smart enough to understand what's going on here, and, um, yeah, like, that. that's kind of cool, because they're not spoon-feeding you the story, but at the same time, it kind of... Um, yeah, I, I just didn't. I, I didn't feel maybe as connected to, to the characters as I I would have liked. So yeah, so something yeah. to think about. Maybe I'll feel differently by the end of it. But again, I I think it's it's definitely a show good enough that warrants me finishing it. And yeah, I'm gonna I, I will do that. So we'll see if my tune changes next week. <laughs> tune yeah. change. Tune change. But it was kind of cool. Um, Seeing certain characters like, oh, okay, because I know nothing about the game, so I'm like, oh, this must must be a character in the game. Because not every character is a character from the game. So I'm like, okay, okay, this guy's weapon seems pretty important. I guess we just died. I don't know. I was hiding behind a thing. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was cool to look up the character and be like, oh, okay, that's what he looks like in the game. I wonder when he's going to get there or when she's going to get to that, you know, part. Or, like, you know, like, okay, some point in this arc, she's going to look like this. Mm. and whatnot i don't know something to like look forward to while you watch or whatnot but right i, I wonder know, for, i wonder had i done really that yeah i wonder if mm-hmm. i had done that if i would have liked it more because i definitely noticed especially you know i think that's why i'm so invested or like marvel shows so much is because i know so much background of the characters their origination and comics and stuff like that and for me that really drives me more to like the character seeing like <laughs> where are they going to get to this point you know and not knowing what the point is or where they could possibly go is 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 uh you know maybe maybe uh it doesn't work for me as well as it could for someone mm-hmm. else so yeah but uh Yep, I think I think that's great. I think that's a great great way to end it. I 
I'm definitely going to check it out. Maybe I'll look up more of the characters uh, this week as I as I finish off Arcane. And, yeah, we'll go from there. See what Hawkeye sweet, Episode sweet. 5 is this week. And we got yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home this Friday, December 17th. Ooh, and yeah. we're going into Thursday. full spoilers next week. So let's do this. Full spoilers. Full spoilers. All we're right. gonna spoil you guys. Hell yeah, oh, yes. we're gonna make you drink that dirty, dirty old milk. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll give you new milk. <laughs> I like uh, coconut milk, so uh, am I out? <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, all right. Love you guys. Peace out. We Love you guys. Uh, great night. Let's finish this boss and we stop dying and looking like noobs. <laughs> all right. <laughs> If you like what you heard, please like, follow, and subscribe. Just how we like chatting with our friends, please share this with yours. Feel free to follow us on Twitch at joy, J-O-Y underscore shtick, S-C-H-T-I-C-K, on YouTube at joystick show, Spotify, joystick podcast. Peace out and make it a great rest of your week. Joystick Show.